0: Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters Podcast. This is episode 184. You got Chris and Brian, and this time around we're going to talk about a recent pistol-focused training event we did, uh, a new drill that we came up with, and then a couple drills we pulled from the practical shooting uh, training group, um, kind of guys in the book on that. Uh, so I guess we'll get into it. Cool, cool. Let rip. Yeah. So the first drill uh, was one that we came up with. We're calling it the Consistency builder, or maybe the inconsistency (laughs) exposer, depending on how well you did. Uh, But we were at—we did this at 10 yards and at 15 yards on a USPSA uh, target. The idea was to put all of your rounds in the A zone of the target. Uh, The first time, first time through, um, you shoot just one shot. Second time, you shoot two shots, and then three shots, four shots, five shots, all the way up to a build drill with six shots. Yeah. Uh, so the idea is with the first, the first shot being one shot, uh, we should get an idea of what the draw stroke looks like from a timing perspective. Yep. And then every run after that, we're looking to see the the elapsed time get maybe 0.2 to 0.25 seconds longer. Yeah. Uh, because this drill is really working on grip and then being able to figure out how much of a sight picture you need uh, to put the rounds where they need to go. Um, as we increase the string of fire.
1: Yeah, and guys, something to look at with this. Um, There's some dudes out there that are, like, smashing fast, okay? Um, And I'm going to pick on one of them, Uh, Vinny, Monsoon Tactical. Uh, Vinny runs a build draw in, like, two seconds. Um, This type of practice is something I would bet you a dime to a dollar that he does. He's got a one-second draw when he wants it, and he's got the crazy splits, like the one – one threes, one fives, stuff like that. So for him, it should be that consistently that one-second draw, every single run should be a second. And then every additional shot should be that 0.12, 0.13, 0.14 on top of it. For me, um, if I'm if I'm running where I should be, I'm sub two seconds on the draw, and I start adding two oh or two five to every shot. Um, I think my build drill basically came in at three seconds this time. Yeah. Um, you know, and, so the, and that's the difference. If, you, if, you're, if you're Vinny and you can run a two-second build drill, then this is good practice to make sure you're getting everything consistent. You're getting a solid grip on the gun. You're getting a good draw stroke. You're finding the front sight where you want it. You're managing the trigger. But as you go on through two, three, four, five, and six, you're also, are you gripping the gun properly? Did you get a good grip to begin with? And are you smashing the gun and hanging on to it and keeping that front sight where it needs to be And the better you keep the front sight where it needs to be and run the trigger without screwing it up, the faster it'll be. And so, you know, so if you're a new shooter and your draw stroke, a safe draw stroke for you is two and a half seconds, and your controllability on the trigger and the sights is .25 or .30, and you end up at a four second when you get done with it, the point of the drill is not how fast you do it. The point of the drill is how consistent you do it. Are you getting the same draw stroke every single time or maybe just a skosh faster? Because you're learning you can get a little faster and you're getting some practice in. And then are you consistently getting a good grip on the gun and maintaining that good, solid uh, build on the gun on the grip and running those shots at whatever pace you can do it and keeping them where you want? It, it will expose a number of different things. If your grip sucks, you'll know it. If you've got a bad grip, you'll know it because um, you can look at the target at the end of it and see how your are, shots are strung out. If your shots are strung vertically, you're probably just trying to go too fast on the trigger. If your shots are strung outside the side, it's probably how you're gripping the gun um, that vertical grip could also be just not being able to maintain your grip on the gun too, for the vertical spread of shots. So you can kind of review your target at the end of it and say, okay, here's what I need to work on and then go to the 15 yard line and slow it down or do the same thing again. The reality is your draw stroke shouldn't change going from the 10 yard line to the 15 yard line. Maybe your splits will change a little bit because of that distance. You need to be a scotch more precise. Um, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, But we had a, we, like, I think I shot, like the 10 yard I shot completely clean. I was okay with, my draw stroke was a little slow, but my shot times, I have no problem with my splits. Um, But when we got back to 15, I pushed a couple shots. Close misses, but still misses outside the A at 15 yards. And at 15 yards, they shouldn't have been misses. And that was just, I don't know if that was just going too fast or just, I don't know what the deal was. I know I had one run that was just a, a horrible grip on the gun and I went ahead and just fought through it. But other than that, Just a matter of, you know, getting your brain where it needs to be. But this is where, um, this is a dry fireable practice. This is a dry fireable drill too. Um, you can draw and get a click. You can draw and get a tap tap. You can draw and get three taps. You can draw and get four taps. So bear that in mind as well. If you're at home and thinking, man, I wish I had someplace I could do this. Um, you do, it's called your bedroom or it's called your hallway or it's called your kitchen or whatever. So just run a little bit smaller target if you're close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good drill. Uh, I think it, I think uh, it w- it was illuminating to a few guys that they were like oh okay i can see this now i can see what i'm doing and i can see exactly where it's coming from and it's good for that it's a good good identifier so
0: yep yeah yeah one of the a couple of other big takeaways <clears throat> your presentation on the draw stroke uh, should be the same whether you're at 5 yards or 500 yards yes the amount of refinement you need in the sight picture will change based on the the distance to the target and the <clears throat> Call it the percentage of the targets available.
1: Yeah, and that's and that will – so that will – we're measuring draw stroke to the first shot. So it might change the draw stroke to the first shot time, but the draw stroke, the gun out and extended, should be the same every freaking time. If you're in a fight or you're in a match, you should be moving with alacrity. You should be moving as fast as you can move perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and we see this all the time too – this, this leads to some other stuff you know we've done in the past where like you start out in a certain position, and we've talked about this where, oh, I'm starting out with no targets visibly able to engage, so my draw stroke now becomes a two-and-a-half-second draw stroke as I'm kind of peeking around the corner looking for a target. Negative. Gun comes out right now because if there's a threat, there's a threat, whether you can see it or not. Um, maybe what you think of as cover is only concealment. Um, you should have your damn gun out and be ready to do work. Every time consistently, kind of the Musashi thing. If you're going to grab your sword, grab it like you mean it every freaking time. So that kind of consistency that you would have with a martial arts, Um, with any martial art, fighting with a gun is still fighting. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. So um, after we ran this, we ran the Go Stop drill. Um, We talked about Go Stop in the past. This is from Once It Came out of Seattle. Uh, But the idea is we got a position at – a start position at zero yards, Another position at three, um, six, nine, and twelve yards. Uh, is that right? Yeah, it's yeah. It's, yeah I mean, is, th- this
1: drill is essentially yeah. a shuttle run, right? Yeah, horizontal I mean, shuttle. Run. Yeah, horizontal shuttle run. You're starting in, you know, two rounds move three yards move uh, two rounds move back to the first yeah. position. Two rounds to the second position. Two rounds to the zero position. Two rounds, etc. Ad nauseum until you're done. Yeah. You run through each of the positions two rounds. So your zero position is going to have a bunch of holes in it. Uh, but all the rest of them should only have two in them. Yeah. Um, and a big thing for this that that we that we see, um, and I don't know the guy that came up with this drill, I'm not sure because I've not seen him run it, but I watched like um, a Matt Pranka video, X-ray Alpha, and, and just like you're talking about, that first movement is like two steps, maybe three if you have short yeah, legs or you trip or you're whatever. You're
0: mounted on the gun the whole time.
1: You sh- the gun should be up. You come out of the holster, fast draw stroke, get the two hits, and then you move immediately to the next target with the gun up, lateral, a couple lateral steps, a shuffle, and pop those two rounds. Keep the gun up and move back two more and then two more rounds. And then I think what it teaches you in that aspect is at what distance do you keep the gun mounted versus the next one you're going now six yards? Maybe you go to a high port or you go to whatever. Um, to move with the gun and you can because you can move so much faster yeah. in high port um, than you can trying to shot, sidestep shuffle to the next target um, the targets are at different distances as well as well so you can set those up there's a specific order to it and it's it's like medium far near medium um, you know or down the just, line or whatever yeah, it doesn't we, really matter
0: we generally put the first target at a little bit longer distance yeah uh, to make it more challenging, um, the second one we put at about 15 yards. Yeah. And then the third target was five yards-ish. Close. So the people kept on cheating forward. Um, yeah. So we got really close for a couple people. And then the, close. the fourth target was like 10 yards-ish. Yeah. Um, so the, the shooting was, you know, it kept you accountable. Yeah. Um, but really the the whole focus of this drill is on the footwork. And on, you know, are you keeping the gun mounted when you need to? And then can you come back into positions where you've unmounted the gun while you're traveling um, so that when when you're no longer moving, the gun is where it needs to be and you're ready to shoot?
1: Yeah, as soon as your feet are planted and you've stopped... Or not, in some cases. As soon as your feet are where you want them to be and you're ready to take the shot. Because um, like on the, that, that close target, that five-yard, the third position or fourth position, whatever it was, on that target, there were a lot of guys who were coming into position sliding, because we're in gravel on our, on, on, our, on our facility, slide into the position, and you're close enough. That is pure one. You know, you're just... You're getting the gun up and just hammering it because you know you're not gonna miss <laughs> until you do uh, which happens once you're not the whole target just the a zone um, wasn't me somebody else but still uh, anyway, so it's that idea of you know w- learning where those learning what you can do at varying speeds um, where to hit the brakes, how to get set up, how set up you need to be to take the shot um, and stuff like that great great drill for this um, this is to me is almost like if you have a range facility where you can move laterally, but maybe you can't move backward or something like that, like in a Blaze X. Yeah. Um, you know, if you got someplace where you can't do a Blaze X with live guns, you you might be able to do this. Um, a phenomenal drill though for for you learning where you need to hit the brakes and where to get into it. It is a drill that I think that that there's something to be said for running it, like running a 50% run and then running like a 90% or an 80% or 90% run. A couple times and then saying, okay, I'm going to see what I can get out of this and run till the wheels fall off and find out maybe you can actually go faster than you thought. Um, you know, and it, but it, there's a lot of things, just like the first drill, there's a lot of things this drill teaches you and gives you diagnostics on and lets you see where your hits were and how you moved and did you come into position and as you were coming to a stop, was the gun up ready to go or were you coming to a stop and then punching the gun out, et cetera? Yeah. Um, and, you know, and there's, there's some, there's some, conversational, tactical arguments about coming into position with the gun fully extended is a gamer thing. You know, if you're clearing a house, you can't come into position with the gun. Okay, This is context. It's a range drill. Um, There's no cover, there's no concealment, there's no bad guys, there's just targets and you're moving and trying to get into position quickly and get the gun up quickly and be efficient, efficient, efficient. And this drill is a good way to help you hone efficiency. Um, If you watch any of Prankus IG stuff where he's out on the range, um, he does a lot of stuff that's similar to this, not the same, similar, yeah. or the same, whatever. Um, and I didn't really get, you had talked a lot because I'm really, I was really bad about not coming into those longer positions with the gun up. I would come in, get stopped and then punch out. It's a freaking quarter, half second. You're adding yeah. on. And, and you don't realize that the USPSA guys are all sitting at home going, duh, you know, as you're listening to this. But if you don't see it, you don't, and then as soon as you start putting a timer to it, you're like, oh, crap. Let's clean this up and be more efficient. So okay. the go stop, something we've talked about a lot, I do think it's a good drill, and it gets your heart rate up a little bit. The other thing, run the go stop the other way. If you're right-handed, running the go stop, starting on the right side of the range and moving to your left, um, is probably significantly harder than running it the other way. Yeah, Yeah. maybe. Yeah, I think it is. I think as if you're right-handed and you're starting on the left, moving to the right, you naturally turn to your left better, I think, with the gun.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: Yeah, so run it both ways if you can, you know, if you got yep. access to it. So yeah. Um, but yeah, the go stop, we've talked about it a lot. Good, good yeah. little drill. Good little drill.
0: Yeah. So, and then the last drill we did was the foot Bucker. So we spell uh, that F U T T B U C K E
1: R. So if you're listening um, to this around your kids, we're being proper. We're, yeah. And it yep. is,
0: it is called the foot Bucker. Yep. Uh, it comes from Andreas out of Atlanta. Uh, I think it's Andreas Youngopoulos. Um, another one of the guys that's kind of associated with uh, Practical Shooting Training Group. Um, and this involves setting up an L. Uh, so we had an, on the short part of the L, we had a steel target starting at about seven ish yards maybe. Yep. And then we had two head plates that were on the long side of the L. Um, the first one would be, call it 10 yards from like the line where the first target, the the short L-target is at the, the corner. corner,
1: yeah.
0: And the other one's about 15. Um, and then where you're starting at, there's a double stack of barrels. And then every two-ish yards going back, there's another three sets of barrels. So there's four total double stacks of barrels.
1: Quick quick safety yeah. interjection. If you have a range where you can shoot into a corner or into a sidewall, this is a great drill um be aware that even if you have a range where you can shoot into a side wall, you probably can't break 180 so be aware that you may need to have your shooting line just slightly up range of that L target on the yeah. left hand backstop um and another drill that is eminently doable dry fire yes eminently doable dry fire sorry okay
0: uh so the the whole idea with this um on the you know on the buzzer for the beep you engage the short L target twice and then in that first window between barrel stack one and barrel stack two, yep, uh, you have to hit each of the head plates once. Yep. And then we take as we retreat back to the next window, um, we engage the big target on yeah. the short part of the L, and then shoot the shoot the head plates between the window again, and then we do that one more time. Yeah. Um, it, it's a drill that really focuses on footwork again, yeah. uh, target transitions. Being able to track the targets through visual barriers. Yep. Um, and then kind of, you know, gun handling, gun control, and then a lot of, you know, knowing what your sight picture needs to be, um, shooting a small target, shooting a big target. Yeah. And as things get kind of farther away, and in some cases, a little bit closer to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is a drill, actually, we talk about, you know, I mentioned, um, the the foot placement the coming into position etc um, you know if you were if you were drawing and you know being lackadaisical on your draw stroke getting the first hits they were easy um, so that you should have been smoking because super fast big target up close um, the movement backward to find the next two targets you you've, you've got to pivot and turn and visually You're you're going to drive your eyes ahead of the gun, but you should be driving the gun with your shoulders and your hips kind of mentality, too. And so if you got to where you needed to be with a with a decent footwork position, decent shooting position, even though you're moving backward, it was still that same kind of if I'm moving backward, maybe I tuck the gun because I'm being a little more careful about my balance because I'm moving backward in gravel. But as soon as you stopped, you're extending the gun and turning at the same time. And so it's still a footwork thing. It's just a little bit backward. But yeah. the visual aspect of having to drive to the unknown and find a target, so much of what we do, we already know where everything's at, when we're looking downrange. Um, USPSA match, you do a walkthrough, and, and even when you start, it's usually those orange screens right. that you can see everything through them. Um, this was kind of cool to have to like pivot and find everything um, with the barrels there, and then pivot back, hit the target, the big target on the left, the L target. And to do that multiple times, um, the, the visual transition aspect of this was really, really good. Um, I'm fortunate that, like, in my house, I have not a hallway, but I have a space where I have three basic doorways that I can work through. And so I actually set this up and was running this dry fire at home um, on Wednesday night. And just just running through where you start off, you know, pick a light switch on the wall, draw, tap, tap, and then turn through this. You're moving by through the doorway, pick a light switch or whatever, tap, tap, come back and forth, etc. Um, and the visual tracking into this is something that I'm trying to put into my dry fire into things as much as pulling the trigger. I'm decent at pulling the trigger. I'm not great, but I'm decent at pulling the trigger. But the visual aspect of moving from thing to thing, getting the gun to it, not overswinging it, not bouncing, not bobbling and all that stuff. Again, as dry fire or on the range, this is really good for the tracking part of it. And you could tell the guys that this is another one of those athletic things where the guys who did this really fast didn't look like they were going really fast. It was definitely a smooth thing, not slow as smooth and smooth as fast. That's just slow is slow. Shut up. Yeah. Um. But the whole the whole moving through it, if you didn't waste any any movement, um, the efficiencies came through and you could see it on the time at the end of it. Um. And a fun little drill. Again, yeah. a fun little drill. A little bit of a mind warp. I had one of the runs that went sideways. Um. This also turned into a low light run for us, uh, the last couple runs because we ran out of daylight. Um, and, and so that changes things too, trying to get the light and, you know, making sure your equipment's there, um, proper tactical use of the light or not, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Making sure your dots can work with the light.
1: Yeah. There you go. That, that was fun. That, That
0: messed up a bunch of people.
1: Yeah. Um, a, a note to those of you who, who have, who don't necessarily have an opportunity to train, um, in a lower light environment with hot guns and whatnot, and not that it really matters because it does the same thing even when your gun's not loaded. Um, If you are in an open environment, meaning you're not inside a structure with white walls and a white ceiling, um, and you touch off your white light and you have your dot set on auto-adjust, there may not be enough white light pushing back to the optic itself for it to auto-adjust and get bright, and you may have a very, very, very dim light. Um, so that, that would be the argument for running your optic, not on auto adjust, um, on some of the Trigicon or some of the Trichicon models of optics, you have to force it into that mode. It will default to that mode eventually. So every time you pick the optic up, adjust it and take it out of that auto. If you want to do that. Um, in this case, I was able to work through it, but it was that whole like crap. That's not as bright as it normally is. Yeah. Um, and actually for some of the smaller targets, uh, I actually was using my irons because the dot wasn't, it wasn't enough to pick up those small targets transitioning rapidly, but yeah. the iron sights were there, and there's a lot of, because you're pushing all that light downrange, yeah. your iron sights are super, super visible through your optic now, um, another great reason to have backup iron sights, suppressor height sights when you're running an optic, uh, and it really, it, it messed me up a little bit mentally, but it didn't really mess me up once I, once I got past that part, I was like, okay, cool, let's go. Um, a couple guys, it, 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 it really twerked them, so good, good learning, good learning occurred. Um, yeah. When you're describing this drill to other this drill to other people, uh, be aware of the company you're in. If you're around children, say it super slowly. Maybe spell yeah. it out. Um, if there are ladies present, um, you know, same conversation. Be nice and explain what it is. Maybe spell it out again. But mentally, great drill.
0: Yeah. If you're looking for a video explanation, there's uh, Ben Stager's got a video up on his Instagram from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I know. I watched it probably a half a dozen times at least before I yeah. tried to run it. Yeah. Um, just so I get the the idea of how things are set up and some of the nuances about what 's going on
1: exactly and i and I do think that driving again watching it and mentally and running through it is is similar to dry fire from a visual acuity visual chase process visual processing process um, going and and then adding the backing up into it is just something we don 't normally do with guns, and you may be forced to do it. And so when you hear, you know, the guys out there, like, never back up, never back up. Uh, okay, whatever, dude. Um, you know, there might be a reason to back up. So, you know, practicing this was definitely good. It adds some things in that you don't normally do. But I, the processing end of it is is on point to make you think a little bit. Because it just, you're blind going into each position. So, yep, yep. good stuff. Um, big takeaways for the night. Um, I think in general, you know, good shooting, um, better footwork. Better gun up better awareness, better gun position, coming in and out of positions, things of that nature. Um, And probably a little more aggressive movement, which is something that we've been talking about as a group. Trying to get more into that mindset. Um, We are not cops. We are not SWAT cops. We are not doing slow searches of buildings looking for bad guys. Um, you know, if we're in an environment where we need to have our gun out, there's already been some stimuli telling us, hey, this is hot. We need to be ready to rock and roll, whatever that may be. Um, so so the idea that, you know, if we're going either to the threat because we have a loved one we think might be near the threat and we have to get there and do work um, or getting away from the threat because we don't and it's not our freaking problem. Um, there, you know, I don't need to slow search each room as I go by it, but I probably want to take a peek and make sure no one's going to step out behind me and smoke me um, as I try and get away. So that kind of mentality. Well, this movement aspect of that, I think this drill kind of pushed moving hard, blind, yeah, just like the doorway thing from a few weeks ago. So good stuff. Definitely good stuff. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: Uh, on that note, as we come across drills and things, uh, we try to get them posted up to our social media. You can follow us along on facebook and instagram on facebook search for capsity outfitters on instagram search for Cap City outfitters too uh, on our website capsityoutfitters.com uh, you can find information such as how to do an ffl transfer or how to purchase a suppressor via our storefront over at shop.com you can also sign up for our email newsletter that comes out once a week or drop us an email to info at we'll add you to the newsletter list And then please come visit us at the store. We're in Hilliard, Ohio, 4465 Cemetery Road. Um, We are in front of the Aldi's and directly next to Louis' Fusion Grill. We're here 10 to 5 Tuesday through Friday and then 10 to 3 on Saturdays. We look forward to seeing you soon.
1: Thanks for tuning in, guys.